0: Game Cola Faithful, and welcome to the Game Cola Podcast. This is podcast number 149. I really like my tea with a little lime, and I am your host and podcast commander, Joseph Martin, joined by.
1: Hi, I'm Anna Bernarski, and I really like tea, and I keep talking about it, and Joe's upset.
2: <laughs> I was, uh, well, I, I am Alex the Jetty Jed Razak, but I was quite reminded of. Uh, the early days of the Game of Cola podcast where we would sit around and talk about tea.
0: Did you actually sit around and talk about tea? Yeah, I know the, you didn't talk about video games. There, <laughs> there are
2: several episodes of like Paul and me going on about constant comment. <laughs>
1: um, if anyone wants to know what I'm drinking right now, it is Celestial Seasonings Peppermint Tea.
2: I was just uh, talking about my discovery of how to make royal milk tea at home. <laughs>
0: And that's our video game podcast, everyone. <laughs> so, <for> coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's time to talk about video games, guys. We have to talk about video games. We've been doing this for 149 episodes. You would think we would have gotten it by now, but we have to talk about video games. And you know what's a video game that we can talk about? Windows 95. That's not a video game, Jetty, but good energy.
1: It's
0: (laughs) Super Mario Party. Now, you may think, wait a minute, Joseph Martin, host of the Game Cola Podcast, Podcast Commander. Yeah. Super Mario Party came out like three years ago. Oh my god, it's already been three years. Or two and a half.
1: Oh, jeez. It it was 2018.
0: (laughs) I think it might have been fall 2018, but it was 2018. I did look this up. Why are you talking about this video game? Well, friends... In an inexplicable move, Nintendo has updated Super Mario Party to have the full multiplayer experience that everybody wanted it to have originally. Feelings are mixed, because on the one hand, it's a thing that people wanted. On the other hand, it's been two and a half years. (laughs) On the other other hand... Nintendo's internet doesn't always work very well for these (laughs) sorts of things. So how are we supposed to feel about this emotionally? And I open it up to our uh, lovely co-hosts to answer this question for us.
1: So, um, I don't exactly love Mario Party. Uh, I do not own it. And I will play it under very, uh, very certain circumstances. Excruciating
0: circumstances? (laughs) Yes.
1: Um... Previous uh staff member uh ko kabbala um <laughs> has been known to pick very very long games <laughs> with our friend Sarah, and the two of them are very competitive, and I'm just here to vibe <laughs> 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 um but this also feels like a weird i like a weird thing to do two and a half years later. I just, I don't know. It, it just feels weird to me.
2: Well, I was going to say that um, it's kind of uh, Nintendo's uh, method of operation over here to uh, <laughs> make a thing and then later come out with a new version of the thing that's actually what everyone thought it was going to be to begin with. Yes. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> like, such as?
2: Uh <laughs> the Wii motion plus perhaps
0: <laughs> that's a good example
2: yeah um
0: um i would argue to a certain extent maybe even Pokemon sword and shield with the dlc yeah, yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah that was another one
0: that's i mean that's nintendo adjacent but a similar principle yeah I'm trying to think of another can you think of another
2: there's probably others we can look them up later and edit them into the podcast <laughs> quick
1: in Mario Maker Two was that the one where it was also like weirdly done? Like you, either- yeah. You
0: at first you could only play with strangers, right? And <laughs> then they did update it so that you could play with friends later, right?
2: That's right. Yeah. Um, and this That's is the, this was. is
0: the opposite because in Super Mario Party you're only allowed to play with friends. You're not allowed to play with strangers, mm-hmm. which like. Of the two sort of versions that you could get is definitely the better one. Right. <laughs> I don't know if I want to play Mario Party with complete strangers, especially because like the classic Mario Party thing is, oh my gosh, please press A, it's your turn now or your turn didn't actually end. Please press A.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't need to hate strangers that much for Mario Party reasons.
0: Yeah, as highlighted in episode 129 of the Game Call Podcast, or was it 126? I just listened to it. <laughs> um, it was the one that was about Super Mario Party when it came out. Um, somewhere in the 20s. I think it's 126. Mario Party is about making you hate your friends.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs>
0: because it is necessary, strictly necessary so you don't actually hate the video game. Right. Um, so playing with strangers, I feel like would not work. I'm interested to see how much of a revitalization this ends up being. And maybe people listening to this podcast in the future will be able to laugh at us in our ignorance. But like, I don't know. I have a hard time seeing necessarily a big uptick in this. It feels like Super Mario Party kind of got played out. Yeah. Pardon the partial pun <laughs> there. Um, but like, There isn't a whole lot of content. Like, they're not adding new boards. They're not adding new characters. They're not, as far as I can tell, adding any new features. So, like, if you kind of got your fill of Super Mario Party, I don't know if being able to play it with friends online is going to be that much of a pull to bring you back. It may get more people in. And, like, Super Mario Party sold really well. Like, it is up there in the list of, like, the top-selling Switch games. It's in the top ten. So, and it and it had like a steady. It's had a steady adoption rate too. Um, I think it passed Pokemon, Let's Go Pikachu and and Eevee a little while back. Um, I would have better analysis if Nintendo would (laughs) release their first quarter analysis spreadsheets.
1: (laughs) Nintendo Joe's waiting.
0: I need to update my charts. All of the video game companies need to let me update my charts. Has Mega Man 11 finally outsold Battle Network 4 yet? <laughs> I want to know. The information is out there, and they just won't tell me.
2: The truth is out there.
0: <laughs> it is. I am. Um... They're legally obligated to tell me this in case I wanted to invest <laughs> in Capcom or Nintendo, but they don't. Anyway, um,
2: sick the SEC on them.
0: I guess here's here's somewhere we can go with this because I think that the end of this question or this idea is that's kind of weird, isn't it? So I feel like what we're really just saying here is that it's a weird internet thing that Nintendo's doing. I don't know if there's much more meat on that bone.
2: Bone meat?
0: That's your cue. That's your oh, sorry, <laughs>
2: your yes. So So as we were discussing about Nintendo's Super Mario Party not Mario Party but Super Mario Party uh, mm-hmm. for the Super Nintendo Switch, um, is it? <laughs> uh, it's reminding me of a discussion we were having on a, a recent podcast uh, about indie games, where I was complaining that so many indie game developers, rather than making another fun and exciting game, just continued to like add DLC to their existing game because it was popular. They're like, if you
0: right, 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 if you
2: if you have one breakout game. And then you go go back like five years later and you're like, wow, what else has this developer done? It is literally just, they've had minor updates to the game and they also released the game on PlayStation 4 and it's coming out on PlayStation 5 and please buy it on the eShop or whatever. Um, and I feel like this is Nintendo's version of that is, hey, remember that game that we made? Well, we put a minimum amount of effort into updating it. Please go buy it again. I mean, I guess if you already have it. <laughs> Yeah, the
0: difference there is that you can't like resell it. Like I think with a lot of indie (laughs) games, the constant updates also sort of give it brand awareness for other platforms so that people will buy it multiple times or buy it for their preferred platform. Yeah. Whereas I don't know how much this is going to move new units. I mean, I feel like there is a contingent of people who specifically didn't buy it because it didn't have this feature. Yeah. But I don't know if this pull is, is soon enough. to to actually, like, grab them? Is this information going to reach people that don't have a video game podcast where they talk about (laughs) video game news and discussion? And I, I think the answer is a lot, for a lot of people, no. But maybe they're counting on, like, a big, like, video media push of people doing, like, live streams and videos playing online with their friends and sort of advertising it, which we may or may not do, depending on how good it is, like, if the internet works or not. There's a couple people who own Super Mario Party on the Game Cola podcast, or in the Game Cola space. So, I don't know, the question I was thinking of was, like, are there any games that you think could benefit from a addition or significant improvement to their online experiences? Like Super Mario Party, right? Super Mario Party had online stuff, but it was bad, and everybody had a really concrete <laughs> idea of what a good version of it would be. Yeah. Are there any other games that you feel like have that?
2: Weren't we talking about how um, Luigi's Mansion? When you want to play multiplayer, you can't actually just like play the core game; you play like weird mini games.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> one of them. Whereas, like, you would kind of wish that you could do like real two player. Yeah in that in that thing.
2: Yeah. Like
0: Yeah, that's that's a that's a good option.
2: And it, it doesn't even have to be necessarily uh you know the the full story mode. It could just be ghost hunting in general, but like there is like a ghost hunting uh mini game, but it's like get as many ghosts as you can in 5 minutes in, in a randomized thing that's kind of like difficult to navigate. <laughs> it's like, well, how about we just go through regular levels and have fun without a weird timer and like a weird competition mode can i have Mm co-op gameplay
0: (laughs) the thing i was thinking of is like in pokemon sword and shield you have the wild area and if you turn on the internet you see like all of these people who supposedly represent like real people yeah Kind of running around, but you can't do anything or interact with them in any way, and they might as well be, like, fake, right? Like, it might as well just be a visual effect, but that just tanks performance. (laughs) And it it just seems like you could have done a thing where it's, like, you know, like, what is it, uh, in Diamond and Pearl you could go into like the underground and like run around to the same sort of space with your friends like even like even if you can't really do a whole lot yeah. just both of you being able to be in the wild area or like a set of four to eight people being able to be in the wild area and just sort of run around and do stuff um and you could just like you know if you run into a pokemon wild pokemon battle maybe you do like a uh a little like animation that's like showing you like kind of like in a power stance going back and forth with the Pokeball, <laughs> And it's like, Oh, they're in a battle. We can't do anything right now. <laughs> um, but then you could all like gather around the same like Dynamax spot. And like, I don't know, just feel like you were there <laughs> instead of just this weird thing where it's just like, I'm surrounded by strangers that may as well not even be here.
2: Yeah. Like weird ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Good to see someone zip by on their bike or whatever.
0: It feels like those I.O. games where it's like, this is an internet game, but, like, it's just, you're just playing against computer players. Yeah. There's no actual internet connection. That's all bots. And if you turn (laughs) off the internet, it'll still work. Yeah. Because there's no actual real humans. Yeah. But they just want you to think that there's real humans. That's what it feels like. Yeah. What about you, Anna? Do you want internet in your Deponia games? Nope.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't play enough, uh... Especially on my Switch, I don't play enough um, cooperative games or games that require more than one person. Um, except Stardew Valley, but I really just do not like the multiplayer for Stardew Valley for some reason. I just can't do it for very long. At yeah. least, yeah. It
0: it there's I feel like there's a it can be fun, but it's also like the sort of re- well, one of the things is like how the clock doesn't stop mm-hmm. during like cutscenes and stuff, so it's kind of like. Right, when you're doing a day in Stardew Valley, there is a time limit, but you can kind of go at your own pace. But, like, because you lose the time that you're, like, oh, you're spending time in menus and you're spending time in cutscenes. Yep. Like, it feels a lot more frantic because you technically have less time to do things. And I guess it sort of balances out because you have more people doing things. Right. But, yeah, there's a little more of an urgency when you play multiplayer that kind of messes with maybe the single-player vibe. Yeah, yeah. Nintendo Switch Online internet has been pretty good for us though, right, Jay? Like on the family game night? Yeah. Like you haven't had any trouble with that, have you?
2: No, um, I'm trying to remember. There was something we were playing where like you skipped around a little bit, um, but that was like the worst of it, is that for the most part it's uh really good and I guess like if you have a slight internet connection issue, there'll be uh weird glitchiness. But um but no, I've been very uh I guess I've been a little surprised at the, uh, how responsive it is, you know, like being that it has to go out of my computer to the server and then back to me, um, I would expect there to be some amount of lag, (laughs) you know, but, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, no, it's been, uh, surprisingly good.
0: Anna, do you have a Nintendo Switch online or the SNES? Yes. Like the, the games? I do. All right. Here's a question for the studio podcast co-host. I was gonna say audience, but mm. you're not the audience. The people listening are the audience. Yes. So you could be the audience later if you want to go back and listen to this when it comes up. Yeah. But uh what how much of the free Nintendo Switch online games, like the NES and the SNES library, how many of those games do you think you've played?
1: I haven't really played any. I think I've tried, but I'm so disappointed that Earthbound's not on it that I just mm. Um <laughs> no, I just I forget about it because I'm either playing Animal Crossing or something else. I just bought um the BioShock collection. Oh uh, yeah. So that kind of keeps popping up instead of any other like anything else. Uh the last time I played the NES it was what it eh, it was when um friend of the family's kid who also made fun of me for playing Stardew Valley. Is this the, the same that kid. sad kid? That's sad. Thanks. Thanks. Um, yeah, it is. fun fact that kid's uncle is my boss now, so she's <laughs> gonna tell me like, Hey, do you know what your nephew said to me? Mm-hmm. Like, three years ago. Um Uh, the last time I played was we played like some of the sports games for the NES. And that was that's like the last time I played any of them.
2: Smash
0: tennis. And was that sad?
1: It wasn't my favorite. I don't <laughs> love the sports games on the NES, believe it or not. It's not what I'm here for. I just, I, I, I think my brain is just so hard set on being like, I don't want to play any of these. I just want to play Earthbound. <laughs> and I'm mm-hmm. Like, I don't go anywhere near it. Not even the ones that I want to play.
0: <laughs> Jetty, for someone who some of these games are more contemporary. To your video game experience, do you find any draw to them, or are you like, I've played these, like, I'm good.
2: Yeah, I guess it is funny. Is um, I've looked at it a couple of times, and there are games that I'm like, wow, they have that, and it's like, oh wait, but I also have that. <laughs> you you know, and like, w- w- which am I gonna play? I mean, it is convenient. It is nice. Uh, you know, they do have save states and so on. But like and rewind. Yeah, um, but like, you know, so does my retro freak. So it's like, mm-hmm. which am I going to choose to play it on? Um, and there's no reason specifically to play it on the Switch. Like uh, I was looking through the list and like thinking about playing a few of them. But I literally was just like, oh, well, how about instead of you know playing it on the Switch, I just, you know, actually play the game. Um, and then I get it on the appropriate architecture and on the appropriate screen, which, uh, as we've discussed previously on the podcast, uh, actually, I guess we didn't talk about that so much on the podcast. That was more of, uh, James and I talking in the discord, but, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, playing on the appropriate screen is, uh, part of the deal for me.
0: Yeah. Jetty's been on a big kick of video input output yeah. conversion. Yeah. Yes.
2: Um although what was it? Yeah, and and I was the one that was arguing to have the CRT filter on while we played <laughs> switch online. Yes. <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't get it, the little sparkle it's supposed to look cooler. It looks cooler <laughs> with the filter on. But does
0: the CRT filter really like show that off? I feel like the CRT filter doesn't do a good job of like really emulating what that was supposed to look like.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's better than straight pixels.
0: (laughs) See, for me, retro games have always been, like, straight pixels. Yeah, I... Like, I don't... I haven't really played... I mean, I played... I definitely played GameCube on CRT. But I think that's pretty much it.
2: Yeah, I, I think I've mentioned before that I remember when I first started, like, emulating games on the computer that I was like, there's something wrong with these graphics. They're all square. (laughs) that's not what it looks like at all how the world has changed in the last
0: do you find that like there are certain things like that that make you just unable to play the game like I don't know I feel like I have a pretty high tolerance for like weird aspect ratios and (laughs) frame rates and colors and and I, I don't like a lot of the like upscaling filters that you see like I don't know in the Mega Man X Legacy Collection there's like this weird thing where it's like I don't know if it's supposed to try to emulate CRT Mm -hmm. but it just makes all the pixels look squishy
2: yeah um
0: I don't don't understand what that's supposed like it doesn't look like a CRT it just looks like the pixels it looks like it looks like you you dra- went into like a paint <laughs> program and like dragged an image and instead of like just keeping the pixels pixel shaped it like dithered them out. Yeah, and, yeah. Um and it's like that doesn't look good.
2: Yeah. No, I mean like I'm not some purist. I'm not going to say like oh I can't play this game because it doesn't look like a CRT screen and like simultaneously I'm also not going to say like if it's not pixel perfect I'm not going to play it. Um there was what was it? I was playing the Nintendo switch version of one of the final fantasies. I think I was playing final fantasy nine and like that was weird. And like unsettling is that like the background textures were still what they were originally, but the, but the models like, I, you can't call them like high def. They kept the same like polygon count, but that like they don't fit on the screen because of the higher resolution. Ooh. So the backgrounds look like extra weird and distorted, and the characters look extra sharp. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. So like it when everything was in uh you know two forty i or whatever. <laughs> um back on the PlayStation and you're looking at it on a CRT screen it looks fine but looking at it on you know a uh, an LCD screen where the textures are still uh low def SD <laughs> um mm-hmm. yeah it was a little not perhaps optimal that's the content that the people come here for, to hear me say, mm-hmm. not perhaps <laughs> yeah, optimal. Yeah, those are the things about... that people
0: want to hear us talk about video <laughs> games.
2: A PlayStation game on the Nintendo Switch.
0: <laughs> um, do, Is anybody, just a quick check-in, is anybody interested in any PlayStation or Xbox stuff coming out in the f- near future?
1: I have no money.
0: <laughs> <A> good point. <laughs>
1: I just I just got oh. a medical bill today and I was like, mm.
0: Can I trade this in for
2: an Xbox?
1: <laughs> I just take in my bill from the Cleveland Clinic, just be like, here. This is about the same amount as an Xbox. Can I just have an Xbox instead of my health? <laughs> no, I, I, would, I would go for a PlayStation if that were the case. I don't have anything against Xbox. I just See more PlayStation stuff that I'd like to play instead.
0: Yeah. Oh, there there was the one PlayStation thing where they were going to take down the PlayStation like three and PSP store, and, then yeah. that didn't and everybody got upset. Happen? And then they said, okay, okay, we're not going to. Yeah.
1: Okay. I was wondering about that.
0: Um. Yeah. John told me about it because he's like, there's a bunch of Mega Man Legends games, and it's like the only way to get Mega Man Legends that doesn't cost a hundred dollars per game. Oof. <laughs> it's like good to know. Thank you. I'm still holding out. For a Legends collection. Mega Man's been doing I mean, like, after they did the Zero ZX collection, which like regardless of what you think of the quality of the games, they were not super popular at the time of release. Game Cola did do reviews of them. <laughs> um well. but like Battle Network was just at the top of charts. It had its own TV show. It the fourth Battle Network game was the second most uh well selling Video game in the Mega Man series, and maybe still to this day, or we'll see once Capcom releases their first quarter analysis <laughs> spreadsheets.
1: Hey, Capcom!
0: I need the, I need it, I need it. But like, there's still plenty of Mega Man collections that could come out, right? There's, there's Battle Network, which could be one or two collections because there's six games, but there's also a lot of spinoffy stuff that they might want to squeeze around. Um, and then there's the Legends series. And then there's Star Force. So there's there's still a pretty deep well there. I think that's all of them. Oh, and then the Game Boy games. They could do the Game Boy games too. Um, that would be a fun collection. They've already ported the Game Boy games and they've ported Battle Network. I think it was on... You could get it on 3DS eShop. And then they've ported Legends to the PS3 and PSP, which is a little bit old. I don't know how useful those would be. But like... I feel like, you know, Battle Network sold more than Zero and ZX by far. So you'd think that that would be next on the pecking order. And you'd think it'd be first on the pecking order. Um, but it's more similar to the Mega Man X games that they did the, the collections for before. So it sort of follows that thread a little bit. So I could see that. But yeah, are there any, here's a question. Here's a question that we can talk about on this video game news and discussion podcast, friends. <laughs> um, are there any, there's a lot of collections coming out in general? Like, games sort of being moved to new systems? Like, and you were playing the... You bought the Bioshock one, right? Yes. That's what you said before? Yeah. Are there any collections that don't exist that you would want?
1: I'd like a Deponia collection of the re- original trilogy. I bought the first game on the Switch, and it cost a lot more than I think it should have. So I was hoping it was going to be the collection, but it wasn't. And, um... I would like that a lot. I'm trying to think of what other games exist.
0: I don't know what. Video <laughs> Jenny, what about you? While Anne is thinking about video games.
2: So actually, um, a couple of things about that. I don't know if there's like specifically a game collection that I would be, you know, psyched about or whatever. Um, but we were talking about like graphically what's something that I would never play, and I have to say. Mm-hmm any uh like just thinking about it makes me shudder <laughs> is like they like re-released like the Dragon Warrior games or like uh I think there's like a secret of mana that they released for like the iPhone
0: oh, oh. yeah I think I know that
2: one and it's like they they got like an intern to redo all the pixel art or something (laughs) like they, Mm.
0: like but like as 3d models right no
2: well no no sorry i'm not even talking about that 3d remake that's like that i'm fine with but what i hate is the disgusting like uh mishmash of like oh it's quote pixel art but it's just like some redrawn uh like it's not it's not pixel art and they're not Really trying for pixel art, they're just trying to have like weird art. It's really gross looking. I don't know, like it reminds me of like something you would see on RPG Maker, which like oh, you know, oh
0: yeah, I I see this. It looks like fan art, but it's just like yeah. directly adjacent to like the original SNES art.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's like why like just reuse the original art? Like I get that. Like I guess you're trying to like make it look cooler for the new generation, but, like, instead it just looks ugly. (laughs) Like, it Like, I don't know. It bugs me. I guess, actually, the Secret of Mana one doesn't look terrible. The, um... The Dragon Warrior ones definitely just look hideous. Um... But, like... I guess there's also something that bugs me about, like... The weird on-screen buttons and stuff. Like, the if they if they made the GUI look the way that the rest of the game looks like it actually fit with the game the like the text box and the like uh button indicators actually looked remotely like they were part of the game mm-hmm. maybe i would like it a bit better but yeah like that's something that purely for graphical reasons i would never want to play
0: well, that's it's interesting because, like, I'm thinking of the Mega Man Zero collection, which is a source port, which my understanding is, is that they, like, rebuilt the game sort of from the source code, so it's not being emulated, it's it's working on this, like, the Switch hardware, or the computer hardware, or whatever you're playing it on. Yeah. Um, but in it, they added this thing um called, because the Zero games, especially the first one, are not well-balanced in difficulty. Um, the first one, I have said many times, has one of the worst live <laughs> systems I've ever seen in a video game. Um, and so they added these uh, save assist things where it basically puts in checkpoints. You you pass it and you can load from it. You can only have one in there. It sort of, like, makes a save state um, anytime you touch it. And, like, you know, it takes a little while before you can hit the same one again. Yeah, But, like, so you can do it. And so if you get to a boss, you fight the same boss... Um, And if you die, like you go back to where you were, but you have like your health back. So it sort of acts like a checkpoint. But like they, so it has this little graphic that represents <laughs> the save point. And you can tell that they spent a good amount of time designing this so that it would look appropriate in all six of the games yeah. that it's for. Like it, especially in the, Z, I think it was most well fits in the Game Boy Advance Zero games but I think it still looks fine in the ZX games. But, like, they made this object that doesn't exist in the original games, but they try to make it fit as seamlessly into the these new games as possible. And that's one of the other things I think about with, like, collections like that. It's, like, stuff where they could add other things to it beyond just, like, a port, right? <laughs> so, like, like with the, one of the things that they did in the... Mega Man x series is like you can play on like i don't know what they call it maverick hunter mode or like or like super mode but like basically you can play through the game with like taking very little damage or like having all the all the power-ups from the beginning um so it's very it's very easy <laughs> um and it's basically almost like a story mode for some of them yeah um, but, like, that's been built into it where a port wouldn't necessarily have something like that. So that's the other sort of dimension to having a collection. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, the other thing that the collection does that I like about the Zero collection is, like, some of the for the games that were on the DS, some of them had this, like, cross-function compatibility with the Zero Game Boy games. Because remember, the DS and the DS Lite, you could put a Game Boy game in <laughs> and a DS game at the same time. And sometimes that would do stuff. Yeah. And so they like added like that in sort of like you could say tell the system to pretend that zero three is in the Game Boy slot or tell it that zero four is in the Game Boy slot. <laughs> um, and then you could get those features. So like that's another thing that a collection can do. Yeah. Oh, it also gives you the e reader content. You can unlock the e reader <laughs> content. Cause like who, I mean, I have an e reader, but I don't have any cards for it. Like that's just weirdly selective. Bar- oh, I think a lot of it was Japan exclusive anyway.
2: Barcode boy.
0: Like Japan exclusive e-reader content. Anna, did you think about any other video games?
1: I'd like to see a Mother collection. Um <laughs> I've only ever played Earthbound. I would like to try the other games. I know a lot of people really love Mother 3. I've just never played it because it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to look at my Switch to see if there are any other games, um, and then I—I I think Steam is still. Oh no, Steam's still open. I can actually look. If something were to come to Switch, yeah, I think the original Deponia trilogy is definitely up there. Um, but I probably would enjoy playing it on PC better, so that would be probably hit or miss for me anyway. I don't know. I don't have a lot of games that I think would make a great huge impact unless it's probably like a bigger thing like like uh the pokemon main series or like zelda games or mario or something which would be fine but that it feels very not like a cop-out answer but like i I feel (laughs) like anyone would pretty much be like oh yeah that'd be cool i guess
0: yeah i could see a new super mario brothers like collection like the two Like, the DS game, the 3DS game, the Wii game, and the Wii U game. Yeah. Sort of all in one thing. Maybe you could play with, like, updated... Like, I I would wonder if, like, maybe you could play with updated models. Because, like, all the graphics in the handhelds are, like, 3D, but, like...
2: So so you're saying... are
0: Are they rendered... Like, could it... Is it... you ever see, like, some of those remasters where it's, like... Stuff was recorded at a higher resolution than it ended up being shown, but like now that we have the technology to do it, <laughs> you can actually see it. Like those wide, what I think what there's like these widescreen editions of Eve, of not, uh, what Malcolm in the middle or something <laughs> where like you can see the s- stand in doubles <laughs> like that aren't actually the characters yeah. because it was originally cut for not widescreen, so that their face was out of frame. Yeah. that's
2: funny. Oh, wow. Or just generally... Something like that. Yeah. Stuff that was shot on film, and then played on TV, and it was only available on VHS until now, and now you get all the detail that you didn't uh, Mm -hmm. realize actually just makes it look cheap.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. That's fun. But But
2: I, I, Well, I I was also going to say, so, Joseph, what you want Is a Super Mario Bros. collection that is new, not a new Super Mario Bros. collection.
0: A new New Super Mario Bros. collection. Yes. A new game which is a New Super Mario Bros. collection. A collection of the video games known under the title (laughs) as New Super Mario Bros. (laughs) Now featuring... Dante from the anime Cry series with new footage. Yes.
2: <laughs> Martin Joseph says we are not getting sued. <laughs> Anna, were you there for um, that?
1: I don't think I was, but I know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. Um you should watch the Game Cola Family Oh, right, right cuz I, I shared it. These fun references. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot. And also the Game Cola Discord where Jetty showed it off. Yeah, I forgot um, that I shared. I guys, it. I think you know what? I think we've done it. We've spent enough time talking about video games. Oh, okay. thank God. So you know what it's time more for. More tea talk Thanks, Joe. Uh, well, I was going to say talking
2: <laughs> about visual content that we're not showing because this is not a visual medium.
0: Also that. <laughs> yeah, another another important staple of the Game Caller podcast, but perhaps an even more fundamental staple is the video games that we've been playing in recent times.
2: Oh.
0: I, I tricked you. You thought we weren't gonna talk about video games anymore on this video game podcast, but you were
1: fooled I, was. I don't wanna talk about video games anymore. But well, then I guess Yeti can
0: go <laughs> Oh never mind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> I'm talking about video games first. Take it away. Everyone gets to deal with it. Uh, I've I've really just been playing Sims and Animal Crossing for the most part. But I've also been playing Stardew Valley again, which I have not touched since Animal Crossing came out. And I just started a new game recently. Um, I am in winter. I am currently playing. So I am on uh, Monday, the 15th of winter. And <laughs> wow. uh, I am dating Sebastian. Cause out, I made, watch
0: out for diana
1: because i made a uh goth ish looking character
0: goth farmer a goth farmer the, so the, the, classic, the classic classic look goth farmer of goth farmer
1: uh yeah i made a goth farmer so uh i was just like yeah, i might as well because he's one of the ones i haven't gone for yet i haven't really seen a lot of the new content yet uh the most that i've seen is stuff of that within like the last year uh, But none of the stuff that was added very recently. The other game I've been playing, aside from Bioshock, I don't have too much to say on that. This is my first time playing Bioshock and I'm not very good at it, especially not on my <laughs> tiny Switch screen. I have to play it probably on my TV. But uh, the other song, uh, oh, song. The other game I've been playing is called Wander Song. Um, I watched some people play it on YouTube and I thought it was really cute. Um, You're playing this bard who has a dream at the very beginning about uh, trying to fight a monster with a sword, and it doesn't work. Um, The sword is way too heavy, and all you can do is sing. So you sing at it, and a little ghost spirit girl is just like, oh, you're so cute. You're not the hero. And then you wake up and you're like, what? (laughs) And then the entire game is you trying to kind of save the world, whereas the hero is supposed to be defeating different... I forget what they call them, but they're like technically the gods, quote unquote, of the world. So that the goddess who made the entire universe can destroy this one and start a new one because Mm -hmm. this one's time is running out. Uh, So that's the plot and I'm having a great time. There's a lot of platforming, which I don't usually love, but there's a lot of fun mechanics with the singing with like making things move and singing songs and having to do different, like different things for learning this song to save the universe and it, it's a cute game. I like it a lot. And I also, I, I like Bards. That's my secondary after Rogues, is Bards. So, love it.
0: And what is that? You Are you playing it on PC or Switch? I am
1: playing it on Switch. I have it for both PC and Switch. I'm having an easier time with the Switch because the singing kind of has to be controlled by a joystick. If you try to use direction like a D-pad, it doesn't work as well because it won't register you pushing in two at the same time to get, like, the diagonal. It's also a little fidgety, mm-hmm. so I have a few problems with the game, but I can probably talk about that whenever I'm on the podcast next. If I finish it.
0: Once you once you finish
1: the game. If I finish it. If I don't.
0: Once you have finished playing the game. If I forget. Perhaps is a way to phrase it.
1: If I finish the game, because, man, video games are a time and I don't know. Emphasis on time. <laughs> the Time is a thing that is slowly running out for all of us. <laughs> I've also
0: been playing video games in the limited amount of time I have on this planet Earth. <laughs> uh, I, after like doing all the family game nights, I've been kind of dipping into the NES and SNES library. Tried out a couple things. Uh, I was stuck on uh, Mario's Pacross for a while. There's a lot of Picross boards in that <laughs> game, you guys. It keeps like doing more and doing more. And like every time I'm like, oh, I finally done the last Picross board on the Mario section. And it's like, nope. So there's three more levels each with like 15 boards oh, wow. or maybe 12. So yeah. And they're like 20. I think I just got to the ones that are like 20 by 20.
2: That's pretty big, which is a lot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and it started to hurt my brain a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because the, these things will take, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is fun. Like, it has sort of two modes. Like, it has one where, like, you're on a 30-minute t- timer, but then any time that you, like, knock out a wrong... It, Picross is it's also known as paint-by-numbers. Um, and so, basically, you're given a grid of tiles, and then on each of the rows and columns, it tells you, like, how many tiles uh, are to be broken on that row or column. And so like, if it's one and one, then you know, okay, well, if I have one hit, it can't be any of the ones next to it. If it's two ones, because then that would become a two. Yeah. If that sort of makes sense. If you look up paint by numbers, <laughs> it's, it's pretty straightforward. It's like a more straightforward Sudoku. <laughs> so if there's a version where like, if you hit the wrong thing, if you hit a peg that isn't supposed to be hit, um, then you like lose a couple minutes and you lose more time each for each of the mistakes that you make. Um, And then there's another version where, like, you're on an increasing timer, but the game will not tell you if you made a mistake. So if you go through the whole thing and then you knock out the thing that you think is the last tile and it doesn't, like, finish, like, it doesn't do the... (laughs) And here's what the image is. And you're just sitting there and it's like, well, I guess I have to start over then. You can, tr- sometimes you can try to work out, like, the mistake you made, but a lot of times it's just like, I guess I'm just doing all of that again, mm-hmm. because clearly I made a mistake somewhere. Yeah. Um, it's also funny, it's, it's one of the, and this is the case for a lot of these SNES and NES online games. Um, a lot of them are just only in Japanese. Oh, yeah. For whatever reason. Yeah. Um, so it's funny, like, on the, the Picross one, like, every time the picture reveals, it'll say something, and like, Sometimes it's like, oh, it's a Japanese word. But, like, most of the time, it's just an English word in katakana. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. And It's like, this would have been one of the easiest things to translate. (laughs) Like, most of these words are already English words. Yeah. My favorite was one where it was, like, glasses. So, it's megane. But then, like, like two later, it's like, oh, opera glasses. And so, that must be, like, I don't know, maybe... Whatever the Japanese word for opera is, or maybe it's opera megane or megane no opera or something, and it's just like Opule Opu Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, literally just opera glass.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, let's see, what else? I tried a bit of uh panel depon, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Is that the one yeah. with lip the fairy? Um I tried to get better at that. So that I could fight Jetty in it. Um, but again, also all in Japanese. And I don't know if I really got the hang of it. Most of the time I did the story mode, but most of the time when I beat a level, it was just because I accidentally got like a six layer combo (laughs) that I didn't mean to. What else did I play? Those are the two main ones that I tried. That's most of what. I've... Oh, I also tried the Monster Hunter demo, but it was a little overwhelming. So I that's when I ended up playing Picross instead. <laughs> oh, because I did a Nuzlocke, and I think I talked about this on the last podcast. But I finished a Nuzlocke. I posted about it on the Discord. But I think I finished a Fire Red Nuzlocke. I did finish it. I'm trying to remember what Pokemon I had at the end. I had uh, a Magneton, a Blastoise, uh, a Dodrio. There was a Haunter who was the only one oh, who yeah. ended up dying in the in the Elite Four, which was appropriate.
2: um spooky
0: oh i had a jolteon that's right i don't remember the last one i think i mostly used um magneton and haunter because they had so many immunities right magneton resists poison and then haunter resists normal fighting and because it has levitate it also resists ground (laughs) so there's just a lot of pokemon that just can't do any damage to haunter oh yeah so yeah, that's that's I think a pretty good summary of the video games that I've been playing in recent times. I may try Monster Hunter again. I, I only went through like one real fight, and so maybe I was. I think I used the sword and shield, and maybe it'll be more fun with a different weapon set. I just haven't dipped back into it yet. Jetty, what video games have you been playing in recent times?
2: Um, so just uh, immediately before getting on the podcast, um, I was wrapping up Return of the Obra Dinn. Um, if anyone remembers mm-hmm. that. Classic award winner.
0: Yeah, it's got a very distinct artistic style that I think you would recognize if you've ever seen it.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. um,
0: It's probably come across your visual dashboard in like one of the indie conferences somewhere because it it got ported to a lot of stuff.
2: Yeah, um, I think it is available on the Switch, um, but my brother bought it for me on Steam because he enjoyed it. Um, And so I finally got around to playing it. And basically... It was one of those, oh, hey, when did it get to be 2 am uh, oh, games? Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, here I thought, oh, I don't know. I mean, it's late, but it's not too late. I'll go ahead and start this game. I can probably wrap it up uh, not expecting that I was supposed to uh, solve the mystery of what happened to 60 individual people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Are either of you familiar with the game, like the actual gameplay?
0: I. Yeah, I am, but you may still want to go through it for our listeners who might not
2: be. Cam's
1: explained a little bit to me, so I know vaguely.
2: Yeah. um, Like, I
1: want to play it myself one day.
2: Yeah, uh, I would definitely suggest it. Um, Although, well, I'll get there. Um, (laughs) So, so yeah, basically, uh, you are a uh, detective hired by an insurance company to figure out what happened to this uh, boat that disappeared. And uh, you are given this uh, pocket watch that allows you uh, to view the moment of death of uh, anyone you encounter on board. And so you walk around finding corpses basically on the boat and then trying to determine what happened to everyone by the few corpses that you do see. So like, you know, there'll be this like wild scene of... uh, you know, they're getting attacked by some sort of uh, tentacle beast. And uh, obviously this guy is currently dying. Um, But there's also, like, people in the distance who you can see are, like, uh, falling off the boat. Or there's, like, another guy who's uh, already dead, but you don't know how he died yet. Uh, But you can go over to him and then jump into his moment of death and then find out that, like, oh, it was somebody else was getting shot and so on and just, like, Uh, You try to figure out uh, what happened to each individual. Some of the people escaped. Um, You know, some people died sort of off-camera. And it was uh, a fun and exciting adventure. I enjoyed 99% of it, and then the last, like, two hours of the game was me just having, like, like, nine people left And I'm like, obviously, obviously it's somebody. I can see how he died. I don't know who he is. So I'm just kind of like going through the list. You have to, you have to solve three in a row correctly and judge who it is and how they died in order to like check them off the list. And so it's Mm -hmm. like, well, I've got something wrong here. Let me just go and shuffle the names. Or like this guy, I can see. He's standing in front of the cannon in this shot. And then in the next shot that I get, there's a different guy getting blasted by the cannon and the other guy is gone. So is it that he died by falling out of the ship? Is it that he died by being crushed by the monster? Is it that he died by being eaten by the monster? Was he drowned by the monster? And so like, you're just kind of like going through the things. It's like, okay, it's been a fun game. But perhaps some of these people could have (laughs) been... A little bit better clued in <laughs> um there's also an additional after the game chapter that I have yet to complete, but I am excited to uh begin. Don't let Mike
0: my... that's been pretty much what you've been doing this month
2: um I haven't really oh well yeah, once again, um instead of playing games, I have been making games um hey. yeah, uh, but
0: is this now what is this the Orock podcast? I was just, now, I, was just games and making yeah, games? I was just
2: uh, yeah I was just yeah I was trying to think of how to work that one in there. Um, <laughs> brought to you <laughs> by O-Rock brought you, Brought to you. Brought to you. Yeah. Um. For the most part, I've been uh you know chugging along at my game engine, which has been going pretty well. Um. I'm very excited. I'm finally getting to that point where like so much of the basics are set. That it starts to like roll along a little faster, there's fewer like baseline things to do um mm-hmm. and it makes it a little easier to like make new stuff and have more things that I can actually see being done um but yeah, I decided to take a little break, and then the last like three days, Oberdin has been like all of my spare time <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: so you you figured out how not to. Make it so that your character can go into debt, right? That was the last update that I saw. Yeah, no, I I managed you're testing out the shop.
2: Yeah, I, I managed to solve that issue. Um, and it, it's one of those things I do always enjoy, uh, where people are like, "Pfft, I could have made that game in five minutes." And it's like, I don't think you realize what goes into like, okay, sure, let's make a shop. Okay, now you go into the shop. Now let's say that you uh. You go to sell your items, right? Well, now you're sold out of that many items, so it's no longer in your inventory. And now you've sold everything in your inventory, right? Like, you have to make the functionality to remove the item from the shop, then check that you've sold out of everything, close the shop, and send you back to the window that you had before, and disable the sell button. Like, these are all things that you have to program yourself. Like, you realize this. You don't just, like, you know, quote, make the shop. There's all the, like, steps in between of, like, okay, well, uh, you know, what is a menu, right? How do I get all of the inventory? Uh, I've got all the inventory, they're now menu items, but, like, how do I add and remove them? Like, okay, I'm sold out, or, oh, I don't have it, enough money anymore, so how do I disable that item? You know, like, I don't think people realize a lot of the time what is involved in the creation of their favorite Video games,
0: Jay. I think you just missed the create a shop button. I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> yeah, there. No, i I've... I think it's. I think it's actually a like a command key. I think it's just like three, like control, uh, S H P. I think is uh is make shop.
2: It's it's like a regular Mac shortcut to do any basic function. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. 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 I
2: I, I think I've had this exact <laughs> discussion with Paul Franzen before. <laughs> I, I believe the command that he suggested to me is uh, have you tried make game <laughs> have you tried running that command yet
0: speaking of Paul and the O'Rock, uh cameo oh, we yeah. threw out a little earlier uh, internet court came out a little while ago so if you're a fan of game cola stuff especially older game cola stuff um, but like the general <laughs> sense of humor that Paul sort of all took us under Back in the day, um, it is you should definitely check out Internet Court. It features Paul, it features Michael Gray, it features Diana Gray as a prominent character. Yeah. Um, you should definitely
2: check it out. I will, I will say, um, as much as it's you know Paul's game, uh, much of the the comedy therein is very obviously written by Michael Gray. Like it is yes. so, it, <laughs> yes. he has whole like sections about like, well, actually, in the Latin. It's like oh, Michael, I know I know <laughs> of this is course you. He I dies. know this is you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I like
0: that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So yeah, it's a it's a, a full motion video FNV uh Ace Attorney visual novelish game. Um that's really fun and you should definitely check it out yes. if anything that we've said sounds interesting to you. Um I don't have any video games to advertise unfortunately. Anna, do you have any video games to advertise? Um
1: play that you made? Uh the uh,
2: playvideogames
1: dot com. What? Wow. Um <laughs>
2: what? You you you, you made playvideogames.com? dot <laughs> com? I
1: didn't play. If you think I can make a game, you're so wrong. I've been worked. Yeah, no, but that's not a game, that's a website. That's, yeah.
2: Oh, wow, um, this is a good website. <laughs> have you did you go to it? Yeah, get pricing for this domain.
1: Um, no, uh, I, I've, uh, on Twitter, I mentioned, I want to write a potato dating sim, my either junior or, fre- or junior or senior year of college. Um, are you that, gonna that, that was it, about five years ago.
2: <laughs> are you, are you going to call it potato?
1: I forget, but I, I remember talking to Paul about <laughs> it and it, nothing has happened but I can't remember the actual name. I think
0: name, that five years ago, I suggested the name Eye to Eye. Here, all right.
1: <laughs> let me open my Google Docs uh, real quick because I do have the, uh, the beginning I of the Which I still think is very good. It's date pretty good, yeah. I
0: know I have a lot of ego and hubris. That's my whole brand. Yeah. But I think Eye to Eye is a very good name see. for a potato dating.
1: Where date, is so. it? Oh my God, where is it? Oh, here it is. Uh, Mashmaker. Wow. Uh, Mashmaker is also good. pretty good. Yeah. I have...
2: Dieter tots
1: the first i have the first thing done and it's uh if you choose sweet potato
0: <laughs> what are, do you have the the different potatoes Sweet
1: potato baked potato like uh edgy potato swamp potato <laughs> best friend potato and snobby potato who let me write anything <laughs>
0: So bad. See, I thought it was gonna be like baked potato, sweet potato, oh, hash no. browns, just... French fries. Oh. Well, no mashed potato. No, the
1: thing is, you get a bunch of potatoes for a dollar. What? <laughs> you get six whole potatoes for only a dollar, <laughs> and then I have here dumps potatoes unceremoniously onto the counter. Um, the next line is, huh, I wonder what I should make. Baked potatoes are good, but mashed potatoes are the best. I can decide later. Maybe I should check the taters to make sure they aren't all gross. Maybe I should have done that before I bought them. <laughs> and then the sweet potato says hello. What?
2: So wait, wait, wait. Is the human dating the potatoes? Yes! <laughs>
0: you taking. A, I feel like there's a lot of inspiration from Dandelion in
1: here. Well, it's not really dating. It's who's going to share mashed potatoes with you, and like, you're, wait, gonna, so you're gonna you're gonna mash all the other ones into mashed potatoes.
0: What? So so the other potatoes don't are not in any of the other storylines because they get mashed
1: yes. in the
0: opening scene. Yes. That's dark.
2: Also, 5 <laughs> potatoes is a lot of mashed potatoes for one person.
1: <laughs> it's a lot. It's for two potatoes. if one of them is another potato.
2: Well, <laughs> how much does one potato eat? How much how much cannibalism is going on? <laughs>
1: oh my god.
2: Does the potato
0: like turn into a person no. potato sort of no. thing, or are they just literally a it's potato. Just a potato. <laughs> do they like grow
1: mouths? Yes, they already had mouths. <laughs> they were one whole dollar for six potatoes <laughs> that talk.
2: <tongue>. So, <laughs> do the other potatoes just accept their fate? Like, does the the potato they that they you save have it. anything <laughs> to say?
1: Don't want Um, um, the best ending, uh, spoiler alert, is, you know, I won't have any problems with talking potatoes if I just eat you. (laughs) And the potatoes all say, oh, no. (laughs) And then the best ending is mash made in heaven. (laughs) Right. start crying this is beautiful what all right first day that i opened this document was november 7th 2016 so <laughs> God. Ugh. so that's my video game coming soon to never mm-hmm. know. <laughs> um i wrote sweet potatoes endings which are uh either good or bad Um, if you, if you add two regular ingredients to them, which means like, uh, not the sweets that the sweet potato keeps suggesting, uh, so like garlic or bacon or chives or something, um, you get the good ending, which is sweet victory. (laughs) If you add two plus weird ingredients, uh, you get too sweet, which is the, Bad ending <laughs> i it, you have to eat it. You murdered my friends for these mashed potatoes, so now you gotta finish them. <laughs> I'm hilarious <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm so sorry,
2: I mean, hey, Ren P is out there, Ren Pi you got hio
1: i said this to paul before and he's like this is amazing i was like yeah, i think that's what he said he could correct me you, you the honest. problem
0: the problem is is that because it's in the story that you bought all these potatoes for a yeah. dollar you can only charge $1 for this video
1: game <laughs> this this game is at least 5 years in the making at this point i think <laughs> <laughs> i think that's actually very fair um, so yeah, <laughs> I I don't know how to write dating sims, <laughs> um, yeah.
0: This is not what I expected <laughs> to happen when I jokingly <laughs> asked did Anna I? if there was a video game that she made that she wanted to
2: advertise.
1: Oh my yes, God, now we all want I. to buy
2: her game. Um,
1: please buy my video game that is not coming ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> unless... Someone like forces me to sit down and write it, which I tried to do to myself, but I couldn't do it because I just you, you, you've you seen the material that I've already come up with. You, you've heard it. I don't know if I could get any better than this one path. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is it.
2: <laughs> I believe in you, Anna.
0: Thank you. Um, Maybe this podcast will spur renew renewed interest yeah. in your work
1: oh oh um yeah probably not <laughs> i'm tell you that right now probably not uh abandoned well, projects
0: on that note <laughs> thank you for listening to the game cola podcast and anna's potato corner
1: it was potato and tea <laughs> my tea has gone by the way it's all i finished it
0: if you liked what you heard, please tweet at Anna to finish her potato video game and uh, follow this podcast on your favorite podcast platforms such as iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. And of course, there's also the website gamecola.net where you can read articles about video games you can also go to the youtube channel gc.net the letter g the letter c the word dot the word net if you want to watch videos and live streams about video games we've been doing family game night pretty regularly we've done jackbox streams we've done uh some nintendo switch online uh stuff like with uh river city ransom and uh kirby golf kirby's dream course that's what
2: they call it (laughs) that's Um, the actual title
0: yeah, and uh I think we actually might have some fun Jackbox stuff co- in store coming up or actually this maybe just after this podcast. Just before, just after. I don't oh, know. We'll oh, probably do Jackbox plenty of times. Hold, it's pretty Hold
2: on, actually, 'cause um I my 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 item has shipped, Joseph. Um I, I need to figure out when it's actually arriving. Um
0: Your when Oh, you're your video input
2: output item yes my my video input output device um because for those who uh missed the last uh family game night i debuted uh my speed run of windows 95 um, <laughs> but there were some uh there's some issues there's some limitations in the uh hdmi <laughs> uh, <laughs> video format that uh will not allow me to stream dos uh, and as such, I was unable to play any video games, but I have uh, I, I have the solution. It's in the mail currently, so hopefully in the next couple of weeks, I can stream uh, DOS games from my free computer I got on Craigslist.
0: If you like updates on Jetty's Adventures with video input and output, be sure to follow us on social media platforms like Twitter, Facebook, or Discord. Discord links are all around the website and the podcast description on YouTube and the and all the Twitter description. Um, if you want to find Twitter and Facebook, just search Game Cola and you'll find us. Um, and if you really like this podcast, the best thing you can do is tell your friends about the stuff that Game Cola is doing. Um, and leave us nice comments and re- ratings and reviews on whatever platform you use to consume Game Cola material. Those, that's the thing that you can do to help us, your internet friends. But don't form parasocial relationships. That's not healthy. Nope. I speak from experience.
1: Thank you for anyway. listening. <laughs> this podcast has been a ride that I wasn't ready for.
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening to this wild ride of a Game Cola <laughs> podcast. Have a wonderful time of day wherever it is, whenever it is, you are listening to this particular podcast and we will see you next month. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.
1: Bye, I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, uh, this is out of a podcast, but yes, that is exactly what I was thinking of Jenny yeah. while I was doing that bit. Yeah, sorry, I had to go.
2: I had to go search for it. <laughs> so while you were talking, I was just like scrolling through Paul's Twitter and <laughs> trying to find this. In
0: case I, in case I put this in the coda, it's Paul's tweet that says, "Find someone who it says lives, uh, loves but it's who easy lives life. you." Yeah,
1: like, like, hey, Paul. You know, but
0: he means loves. Hey, he Paul. Means loves. Find someone who loves you like podcasters love saying, and that's the show. Ha ha ha. Bye, everybody. Five minutes into the show.
1: (laughs) I will never not find that hilarious. (laughs) That's a lie. I probably would if it got too old. But you know what? I'm having a good time.